Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is your host, Lorraine Nightheart, and uh, you have reached Venus Unplugged. And what we do at this Blog Talk is uh, explore the archetypal Venus within and without, through art and poetry and myth and dream. And what we've been exploring for the last couple of weeks is the myth of Persephone and her abductee, Hades, and her mother, Demeter. So these these three are involved in this uh, epic tale of love and abduction and opposite worlds. So we've been looking at, at Hades, all right? Now, once again, Hades is not death and is not the devil, Hades is the god of the underworld, and he actually protects the uh, the dead, protects whatever in the underworld. He's the one that, you know, if we don't honor uh, those who have died, if we don't give them a proper burial, you know, we're, we're pissing Hades off. He's going to come into our life in some way. So these rituals, these ancient unseen so, hey, it's, it, within ourselves, we have all of these archetypes. Uh, well, we're actually in them, and they are in us. And some people are more prone to one than another. Now, with the Hades, uh, if that's a strong archetype in your life or in the life of your lover, um, it's very often an introverted, their richness, they they understand that, for them, the true riches come from the inner world. Unlike Zeus, who says, let's just, you know, buy it and do it and get it and create it and make money on it. Aids will make money on things, but it will be through an introverted way. So when we explore this archetype within, or now sometimes we get mugged suddenly, Something is in our life or or a situation in is is in our life, and we are at odds and dumbfounded like what 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 the heck is this uh very often that will be a, a situation or an archetype that is in our inferior function, and we, we, you know our inferior function is kind of our blind spot. Uh, we we don't know what to do, okay? It's just like we're at a loss. So it doesn't mean it's inferior that it's less than. It's just we don't know that much about it. It's not the place, you know, an extrovert is not going to go into the dark places of hates to uh, understand the nature of poetry. It's not going to happen. So if suddenly... The lights go out and uh, they need to be quiet for a while or they need to get information from the depths of their being. That is not something they're comfortable with. Um, that's more of a Zeus, okay, you know, the hero out there, all right. But without Hades, um, we don't, we can't draw from the wealth and all wealth does come from the earth, the inner earth, it's all in there. So, or what, at least what man calls wealthy. I mean, there are other places, and uh, but that's the richness. 
So hate is that richness. Now, when I was looking at this, I thought, wait a second. You know, Demeter, the mother, who's also Hades' sister, she is the goddess of growth and fertility. It makes all things grow. But without Hades in the underworld, who has the secrets of how things grow, it's not going to grow. So they need to work together. They're not separate, this mystery of what we don't know, or even in the in the world of, of uh, growing things in the earth. Yes, we, we know it's process, but we don't, actually don't know what that magic is that makes something grow. That's AIDS. That's the growing principle. That's the activated principle. So that which you cannot see. And if we're extroverted, we definitely don't like things that we can't see. Because we want to see them, we want to use them, we want to be part of them. And Hades doesn't give that up so easily within it and without. All right? So he's the king of the underworld. And he's the god of death and the dead. But he's not death. He's the god of the death and the dead, but he's not death. He doesn't bring death. He tends to. And the death could be the death of an idea. It doesn't have to be a person. Or it could be uh, a death of, of a gift, a cherished gift that you buried because no one saw it or people saw it and it scared you or whatever the reasons that we bury our stuff or we keep it a secret because it's weird and, I don't know, other people don't do this, so I'm not going to say anything. You know, that's typical, you know, Hades behavior. Or we hide it, uh, kind of hide our light under a bushel, as they say. We hide these gifts and talents or this knowing or this love of the unknown and the mysterious, which can be a little scary in a good way. That's always the hate's material. That's when that archetype is floating around. So he also defends the right of the dead to do burial. It's very important. Hades is also the god of the hidden wells and the fertile soil and he nourishes the seed grain and of course there's always gold and silver and other fabulous metals so there's that uh, connection to to that element and what makes that Dynamic, you know, oil. Yeah, there's oil too, right? <clears throat> so the riches of the underworld, and also that is symbolic, the riches of the underworld within ourselves. Well, gifts we don't know that we have, or gifts that are strange. And we feel um, hard-pressed, or sometimes we don't know how to get to them. So in this story, in this mythos of uh, of Persephone, you know, Hades decides he wants to have a relationship because it, a Hades man with, without a loving relationship can just become a total, total recluse. 
know, and in a sense, not get much done. He'll get a lot done for his own inner world, but it doesn't really pan out in the outer world. You know, he, he needs to develop uh, a connection to Hermes, and Hermes is the messenger of the god. And Hermes is the, we know Hermes is present when it's suddenly that, bam, that insight or that humor. Something happens where it just, which is very annoying. You know, Gemini's can be so annoying because it's just pop up with this Hermes. Just nobody's even, what? Which come up with that? Uh, this insight or this intuition. So, uh, Hades, and uh, if you have a strong Hades uh, within, or that's your kind of the archetype you live by, or is, is, your nature it needs to connect to Hermes so that you can communicate it. Yeah, it's cool to go off into the uh, the depths and the dungeons and the underworld, but if you can't bring it back in some way, uh, you can just lose yourself in the underworld. And so it's important to have connection. So in this case, in the mythological case, you know, uh, Hades decided to go to his brother. The three brothers are Zeus and Hades. Zeus is the heavens. Hades is the underworld. And Poseidon is uh, the sea. So these are three aspects of creation. So he goes to the upper world. Now he's only, you know, the ancient Greeks were really not interested in finding out that much about Hades because they were so afraid. It was like, just leave him alone. You know, we won't call on him and hopefully he won't call on us. All right. But so it's rare that Hades comes into the upper world. So one of his uh, superpowers is uh, the cap of invisibility. So hate can be present in our life and we don't see it. Or he, when he goes to the upper world to have a discussion with his brother, actually his younger brother, hates the firstborn, he wears his cap of invisibility. No one can see him. You can't see it. It's kind of interesting in terms of the Hermes, messenger of the god. Now, Hermes is the only god that can go to heaven, earth, and hell, sometimes all at the same time. It's got the kind of universal passport uh, to, <clears throat> you know, talk about a life without borders. Now, in our personal life, when we have too much Hermes we're, and we don't have boundaries, you know, we're annoying or uh, invasive or we can't really communicate the wisdom that is Hermes because it's just all over the place. So Hermes, um, Hades goes and then brokers a deal with his brother, you know, that he'll abduct Persephone. And it's an abduction because uh, Demeter is who... Uh, Zeus and Demeter are the father and mother of Persephone. And Hades asks for one of his daughters, Persephone. I mean, uh, Zeus's daughters. Now you can do this stuff. Because they're gods. It's kind of difficult to do this as human beings. We don't want to be the gods. We just want to understand their forces and how they're operating in our life. Because if we can't identify what 
uh, archetypal force is moving us, we will not be able to comprehend and give meaning to our life. It just becomes terrifying. So, Hades is uh, looked at, although not many people are... There's not a lot of statues or paintings to Hades. I mean, I think even the ancient just didn't want to, like, activate. But um, usually it's considered, it's depicted as a kind of a dark-bearded, regal god, you know. I mean, he's definitely could take up the energy in the room, even though it would be invisible. Um, and he's he's enthroned in the underworld. And here's uh, a has a bird-tipped scepter. It's a bird. Um, And he's considered also Plutonian, the god of the underworld. Some call him hate, some call him Plutonian. And it's the giver of wealth. In the the Plutonian uh, image or aspect of him, he is the giver of wealth. And he kind of pours fertility like a cornucopia, like the horn of plenty. The Romans called him Pluto. So, lord of the riches. So some see him as grim. So if you're dating or hanging out or you yourself can have this sense of, wow, grim, but sternly just, now, they say that he's irrevocable in his decrees, although he did revoke uh, a few times the, the law of the underworld, for, particularly for Persephone, right? She's not supposed to leave the underworld, and she was going. And a few people have left the underworld. And so there, you know, it's something where for most, he's not going to change the law. But there is a flexibility there that if the Lord does not serve the wisdom of what is ready to happen, he'll 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 bend a little bit. All right. So he was and is not evil in himself, and he's not an enemy, uh, nor a, a, a tempter of evil. His realm is the unconscious, which is why many people are afraid to go into the unconscious. It's like, oh, I'm not doing that. But what's going to happen? It's a defeat. You see, when we go into the unconscious, it's a defeat to the ego or the Zeus or the person who's an extrovert because it's an unseen presence. So in its human form, when when he lives within... Uh, or is the predominant archetype that uh, we are expressing in our humanity. It's it's like the human recluse. And he's unaware of what's happening in the world. And he doesn't have much of a persona. So he's kind of invisible. And sometimes he can be a person without position or wealth because he doesn't really care. He prefers the subjectivity and riches of the interior world. So he's kind of capable of doing nothing. 
but he's a tremendous source of creativity, and he's a good counselor. You know, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is Zeus and Hades, introverted. Um, it, it, when it's living in a when he's living in a human being, it can appear as if it's weak-willed. You know, because this world wants, you know, particularly, you know, America is an extroverted um, thinking country. That's why we do all our shit right out there. <clears throat> and uh, a Hades man is a suspect. Although they make great um, anything that has to do with the mystery, anything that has to do with carrying out the law, you know, the hates person can do. So he doesn't really, he's introverted, and he, he doesn't get like a, in an uproar. You know, he's not screaming his politics in somebody's face. If he's going to make a difference, he's going to do it within, and he's going to, uh, the depth of it, he's going to orientate himself in a different way. So to an extroverted world, he's weird. not weird he's just different he and he doesn't make himself a victim sometimes it can feel like it's a little emotionally autistic it's like do you get this and it's just yeah he gets it but it doesn't really uh the the realm of the emotions or he can feel like emotionally illiterate but he's a dreamer fantasies and active imagination these are descents that we make uh, and we can create with. That's how we begin to understand this archetype in our life. Now, Zeus and Poseidon are more capable of like forcing women uh sexually and pursuing them. Hades didn't. Well, he abducted her, obviously. But it was, it's called the rape of Persephone, but in in the older version of this myth, Persephone hears a cry. She hears the underworld. She hears the, the cry of the dead, and she wants to help them. So they have a common bond to protect and heal the invisible. Now, and, and that can mean people on the fringe of society are invisible and in somewhat hell or a world we don't know anything about. Now, if we want to get a sense of this Hades energy, you know, if we look at the Tarot, the Hermit is like really a fabulous Tarot card that gives you, you know, what that that's very much the Hades archetype. Uh, because it's the, the hermit is is when questions are asked of us or we ask them within ourselves the nature of existence and the purpose of life and it starts annoying us and and uh, that's the call of of the uh, hermit now the hermit is not a teacher the hermit is the one who goes in and starts discovering this it takes the road less traveled. Um, the, he can show you the way, but he's not going to sit down and say, "Now nah, you got to do this, and you got to do that, and you better do your homework." None of that. The call of the hermit is the call, 
and it can only be found inside. So if you have a deck of tarot or you can get an image of it on Pinterest or something and just kind of walk around with that and and, uh, really reflect on it. And we can use a lot of wisdom from the hermit right now because we, we really do need to understand what are the dynamics that are affecting all of our lives. Because the pure extroversion isn't going to work it. We need some wisdom. So the hermit is, is the one who seeks answers alone. And it's only the whispers of his inner voice and the light of his lamp that guides him. So the light of our own lamp, a reflective light, a light that casts shadows. When we could see the shadow, we can get a greater idea. Oh. And of course, it comes in shadow because there are things in life and within us that we cannot, they'll disappear in the bright light of day. We need a dim light, a reflective light, to see its shape and its unknown. Now, people who are afraid of depth, they don't, you know, if if, if uh, a Hades moment comes into their life, they're a mess. They just faint. But if we use the teachings of the hermit, say, okay, this is this is the space I need to be in or the attitude that I need to take in order to go into this unknown world to get the wisdom, to get the gold or the alchemy of the inner world. This is how we do it. So it's, it's when your own inner light must shine in the absence of the light of others for the true wisdom to emerge. And when we're in that hate state of mind or the, we're working with the hermit, I mean, we don't need others. We don't want others. We need to be alone. There needs to be no distractions. So any preoccupations with the world um, and for true wisdom to emerge, there can be no distractions. So that's important to know. We need to go off or within um, without others. Now, when we we have this or we have a strong AIDS, it's very difficult for, for extroverts to understand this. They can feel really rejected or they don't know. It's like suddenly they were there and then they kind of disappeared and what happened and they don't love me or they don't want me or they they just you know they they're you know they're not helping me or complimenting me or relating to me it's like no they've gone to get the gold in a sense that's you know when a man says he needs space that's what it means he needs space to explore he needs distance he needs to go it alone you know our famous uh myth and archetype of the cowboy the lonesome cowboy that's very hades it's hades on a horse right so these are alive these are eternal forces 
So it's not so that when the inner turmoil comes, that is the call for AIDS. So we use the the symbol of the hermit, and sometimes in some situations, the uh, tarot of the King of Pentacles. You know, the King of Pentacles, which is the other thing about AIDS. Their word is their gold. Their word is their bond. It's not a person who's going to say, yeah, I'll help you, and then not be there. Absolutely not. They never buy the moment. Because so often people feel good in that moment to see themselves as loving and helpful and all of that, and then they completely forget about it because they don't have a strong haze and it just sounded good, and um, then they forget. So when... Uh, someone offers and they can't follow through, you know, they don't have a strong AIDS in them. It's not necessarily something to hurt, although it is hurtful. You know, don't say it if you're not going to do it. Because you're feeling all puffed up and good about yourself, but you're setting it, it's, it's, it's a lie. And that, when somebody has a strong hate, they're accountable. But they'll also make you accountable. They'll say, hey, you know, the next time you want to feel good, you know, but not follow through. Just don't practice on me. And people get very upset. No, well, I, you know, this happened. No, you give your word. You want to be powerful in the world and then in the inner world. Your word is your bond. Your yes is your dash. Yes, and your no is your no. And... If for some reason that what you promised, even as an aside, it is your word. It's your authenticity. If you realize, well, I spoke too soon, then you get back on the phone or the text or your horse or whatever you're going to do, and you explain that. You're not giving an excuse. You just say, when I see the depth, I, you know, I thought I would have time. I don't. Uh, and you set people free from your promise. And things do change, but in the real world, that's a very Hades aspect. Your word is your bond. This is a person you can do a handshake on, and it will be done, as agreed. No trickery. That's another thing. You know, Hades doesn't have a strong trickster. As a matter of fact, I don't think the trickster would hang out with AIDS because they, like, devour the trickster. You know, the trickster is the, is the archetype, the truth and the lie and the lie and the truth. And the trickster tricks us into becoming conscious. That's its job, is to trick us. Oh, well, I thought this was going to happen, that something else happens. That's the trickster. But in this, in this world um, of AIDS, and in this case, in the, the hermit, as I said, it's not a teacher. He's not going to lecture. He's not going to say, come on, do your homework. He's not going to do any of that stuff. He's just going to talk through experience. He'll guide you, as the hermit does. And he may say how it may be found, but you better go find it. It's not going to baby you. Or, or, or you know nurture in in the way of come on darling you have such potential now come on it's like hey you want it go here and go get it and we'll always give us tasks now if we just want to be the fair haired 
a boy or a girl, AIDS is not somebody we're going to like. What do I have to... I'm reading this darling book. Uh, actually, it's three books. It's called The School of Good and Evil. And it's about... Uh, it's Actually, it's a kid's book, but uh, for wise children, you know, small adults, I suppose. And uh, so the the evil... You know, it, it, uh, the girl who thinks she's so good and so charming, I mean, really, she's a little mean girl. She winds up going to the school of evil, and, of course, she's devastated because she thinks she's so good. And it's it's a it's a wonderful play on an update on, on uh, or new versions of, of uh, fairy tales. So, although Hayes is not a fairy tale, archetypes are not fairy tales. Fairy tales are the stories that influence and tell us about the architects. So we're going to continue uh, with a little more Hades um, in terms of the archetype and what to look to within our ma- uh, within ourselves and what the Hades man is about and kind of their developmental years. And then uh, the week after that, we will then do... Uh, uh, the Persephone hates uh, relationship archetypal. So that these be, be, these are living. These live within us, and when we understand this, we can at least identify what is happening and get some gold. Which uh, I want to give you gold. It's there for those who know what they're looking at. So this is, and we definitely need a strong dose of Hades uh, during this period of evolution because it's just a little bit crazy, a little bit too much extroversion uh, where everything is being acted out and played out. and we just can't believe it. But meanwhile, you know, it's like the walnut game with no P, it just keeps on saying, okay, here it is, and we don't know what they're talking about. So, till next week, uh, au revoir, bye-bye.